Well, everyone, welcome back to the Spiritual Nomad Podcast. I have my basically co-host, Lindsay, my wife with me, Hello. on today, and we are going to be talking about something that is been, has been a practice of ours for many years now, uh, really refining this process, and this word may or may not uh, trigger some folks, but it's about manifestation and manifesting in our life, in our physical reality, material reality, uh, what is in the, the astral or in the imaginal space, going into the infinite realm, as Jesus would call it, the kingdom of God and seeing the kingdom in heaven as it is in heaven, as is on earth, right? Yeah. Uh, on earth as it is in heaven, rather. <laughs> uh, come on, Pastor Luke. <laughs> uh, and so that's what we want to talk about today is about what does it mean to be on earth as it is in heaven? And orienting ourselves toward meditation, this practice that we've had for many years, going into that imaginative state of uh, creativity in meditation to realize the ultimate possibility of goodness and bringing that into the material, physical realm that we call life. Uh, and so thank you, Lindsay, for spending some time on your fine Thursday morning. <laughs> well. People are listening to this on a Tuesday or sometime in the future, but yeah. for right now, your Thursday morning, thank you for spending some time with me here before you pick our son up from school. Yes. <laughs> so as I said, manifesting has been something that has been in our life for a while now. We've seen the results of it. Mm -hmm. I think we've also seen the, um, the, what do I, the, the implications of not being focused on it too. I think we've seen the highs yeah. and the lows of that. Um, and so what I want to just talk about is, um, our journey really into embodying and, and not taking it seriously again, because I think we've always taken it not seriously, but sincerely, we've always been yeah. sincere about our, um, you know, going into the vision place, but there's been a special emphasis on that over the past couple weeks and, uh, sort of like a, a reigniting of learning about that content we've had the practices but there comes waves of new learning new perspective new ideas about implementation uh, and for the practice and so i want you to share a little bit about what inspired you a couple weeks ago to really take in some new information some new wisdom whenever it comes to this element of you know on earth as it is in heaven you know that's my way of saying manifesting mm -hmm. um so yeah, we were laying yeah. in bed a couple weeks ago, and uh, who knows where the story yeah. will go from here. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but we were we were hanging out, laying in bed, and uh, yeah. you were you were scrolling some TikTok, and I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, it was definitely a timely time. <laughs> yeah, um, because like you said, this is all stuff that I've heard, and I've heard the the story that I was listening to from a girl that was sharing on TikTok isn't something I've never heard before. It was just that moment of time that like reignited that in me again yeah. and kind of kind of almost like even a fresher outlook on the whole thing as opposed to where I was at with that prior to that moment. Um, but yeah, she was just sharing on how her life had changed so drastically just from really taking captive her thoughts and she was speaking a lot on affirmations and just how crucial and important that's been in her life and how like life altering that was. And it just completely, it's like, it stuck out to me so much. And, um, I had already been 
kind of wanting to take serious my practices again. It, I felt like my practices at the end of last year were kind of getting like I wasn't being as disciplined and yeah. discipline sounds whatever, but it's like I was kind of being just super lax on it all. Just, you know, not giving it my everything. You just kind the, of being the robotic. Me of stale. It was very stale. Yeah. Um, so this just completely felt like a refresh for me. Like, yeah. okay, now I've got more to bring and I have more of things that I want to implement. And it just completely just freshened all of my practices again in the morning. And I wanted to start including affirmations. I already do like gratitude and, you know, um, meditation that I let get <laughs> really bad. I didn't, I wasn't really disciplining in that arena. But um, so I started implementing the affirmations and um, kind of getting serious too on what, where we're going yeah. and really thinking about that. Um, I don't do that naturally. Yeah. Like really focus in on the future and like what, where does now start to get me there? It's just, you know, um, yeah. So, um, what is, so in contrast, what has your practice been before then? Like whenever you're talking about affirmations and gratitude and you journal every day and you have mm -hmm. an incredible log from the past, like, like three or four years now mm -hmm. of just like things, personal things that you've articulated, but also like when you read something inspiring or impactful, like you copy that down into your journal as well. Like, yeah, what, what was that shift for you? Um, that sparked from her, that TikTok video about how you were going to be changing or not changing, but rather bringing different nuance to mm -hmm. your affirmation and gratitude. Because I think that, uh, it is crucial to affirm who we are today, but also utilizing this amazing spiritual technology of meditation to embody and envision who we are continuing to become or enfold into or uh, if you want to look at it in a different philosophical perspective, what am I moving out of the way to get deeper into the trueness of who I am? Mm -hmm. um, you know, some people don't like the language of becoming or transformation because that implies that we have to be somebody that we're not, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think everything's paradox, right? So yeah. uh, both are true. Becoming into a new person, but also removing all of the barriers and the things that have we've covered over our true self. Both are true. I think mm -hmm. it's about getting uh, going higher and going deeper. Uh, but it sounds to me like this was a nuance and shift in the way that you are envisioning and embodying the the future self coming into existence. Mm -hmm. um, can you share with with the, those that are listening and watching just more about like that? that process and what specifically in your affirmation and journaling and meditation changed yeah, or took on a different shape? Yeah. I think it started with how do I see myself? Do I see myself as, do I love myself? Mm. Do I see myself as capable as, um, Mainly the love piece, I think, was the most important for me, was just really embodying the love for myself. And I think as I started practicing those affirmations of loving myself, I started to see more of myself and understand who it, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and what do I, 
And as I discovered who I am, I feel like I'm kind of uncovering more of like, what do I want? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Does that answer what you're, what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, that is what I'm getting at because what you're shifting a little bit is at least from my observation and, you know, correct my perspective or my perception, what it looks like from where I'm sitting is there was a, a real sense of just learning who you are and how to be. And now out of the power of that, what world you're going to create from the power of your being Mm -hmm. and, uh, still all while being grateful and affirming who you are and reemphasizing that, but not just reemphasizing that just to simply reemphasize that it's like power now for a purpose. What is the thing that I am birthing out of the fullness of my individual power and realization of who I actually am in the divine? Mm -hmm. What is it to actually move into new vision, new realities to, to change the ways that I was doing things and now actually move into a place of positive power of bringing in greater healing and wholeness in my life and for a cause Mm -hmm. outside and beyond that transcends myself. And so, uh, that comes in a lot of different ways and a lot of versions. And I want to speak specifically to, um, what people sometimes get this confused with is manifestation is people wanting to just want, they want the Ferrari or they want the the glass house in La Jolla, you know, and I'm not really saying that any of those are not what you should be journaling about and affirming about, but it seems like that you have, we together had been, have been spending some time doing affirmations and it's about the resources that we need to accomplish the call and vision that we didn't even have prior to our practice of meditation. Like we weren't even in the space of knowing what that was that we were calling into existence. And through this practice of shifting our mindset, we're able to now pull out things that do include material things like homes and cars and finances and resources and Mm -hmm. tools like microphones and cameras and you know like calling all of those into existence for a reason that enables us to walk into the fullness of our identity being realized in some yeah some real tangible way yeah other people uh and that's why i think for me it started with just the affirming of like loving myself. I needed that again in that season. I needed to like experience that love from within, not from the outside. And that was another thing I was experiencing. But, um, yeah, I think once you get really honest with who you are, you can start to look at the things you need, like you said, as resources to accomplish the things you want to do. Um, if it's not, and not that you can't manifest leisure things and just things for pure enjoyment. Sure. But I think that the goal is to focus on where you're going and then all those things will follow. Yes. You know, get to the to the thing that is the most important thing to you that, you know, what you're here on this earth to do, I think. Yeah. Um, and I still feel like for me, like that's getting more and more clear. Um, I know, I mean, I, you know. Sometimes it's a process too. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know? I mean, the, it's, it's, it takes time. Is, <laughs> life is a process. Yeah, you know? it, it, 
and not to cut you off, but it's like, that's what I would love to, to talk about a little bit is that, that process too of like, so where, where do you now press into those things? So you didn't have a practice of journaling, affirmation, gratitude for, for the future being manifest into reality. It was more of a solidifying factor of my identity in this moment. Yeah. Now that you have that, like what shifts in your meditation specifically has catapulted you into this new way of reaching in mm -hmm. to that place and pulling those things into reality, mm -hmm. you know, and um, maybe that's enough to get you going, but I, even uh, this can help too. Like the, the revisiting Joe Dispenza's work. Yeah. And, you know, uh, finally, instead of just YouTube watching him or podcast stuff, you know, like we finally bought his book becoming yeah. supernatural a couple weeks ago. Like, how has some of that changed your intentions whenever it comes to bringing the unseen into the scene? Yeah. Well, reading his book, which I highly recommend. What is it? Becoming spiritual? Uh, becoming supernatural. Becoming supernatural. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's very inspiring, which it just that alone has encouraged me. So highly recommend reading that book because there's so many stories of people just having these amazing experiences transformatively. And um, that is so encouraging. And that is so just for me, like pushes me. But in my meditations, I mean, I've been learning a lot of things too from him. He talks a lot about just um, a lot of things that we're all capable of, which is just like taking control over, you know, the things you're thinking about and really recognizing your thoughts, being very aware of those things. And I've needed that again in my life because I've kind of let myself, you know, my, I feel like I've went into like autopilot in yeah. a lot of ways where I'm just like, I feel these emotions and, and it's okay to just like go with the emotions sometimes, but I definitely think there needs to be a, you need to have that, like those new paths again. So you can realize, oh, I'm kind of slipping back into some old patterns and ways of thinking that aren't going to propel me forward where I want to go. These, yeah. these old ways are only going to keep recreating what's happening now. And um, he's really great with explaining all of those things and just making it very understandable. And I love that. But I would say, so like in my meditations, what I've been doing is, um, I feel like my meditations too have kind of like every day it's a little different. Yeah. I just kind of go with what I'm feeling intuitively is happening. Um, but I've been one thing that I think is different now that I'm doing is I'm seeing myself, um, I'm imagining my future self more. Yeah. Uh, doing the things that I want to see myself doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in that kind of comes revelations of, of things that I need to, I need to work on now in order to get there. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Just like, well, this thing in your life like could be holding you back from some breakthroughs to getting you there, you know, mm -hmm. um, maybe old ways of thinking or habits that I have that are just going to prohibit that. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's really good. It's really good. So like, can you talk a little bit about that imaginal space? Like, because I think that's something too, like, I've been reading, uh, you know, uh, oh, I forget the books over here. Uh, I have the heart 
and it's about the imaginal realm um, with Cynthia, whatever her last name is, <laughs> Borge Lowe, yeah. or I don't know. She's with the Center for Action and Contemplation <laughs> with Richard Rohr, and she's a Christian mystic and talking about the imaginal realm and really just understanding that the imaginal realm is, uh, is, an, is a space that we reach into and that we enter into. And it, it's interesting that it, it does in different language line up with a lot of Joe Dispenza's mm -hmm. uh, philosophy of how it translates into bringing those imaginal things into reality. And that a lot of times us in the Western world, we have dismissed imagination as just sort of like daydreaming or wishful thinking. Uh, but I've like been reclaiming daydreaming yeah. in my life. Like daydreaming is actually something that is beautiful. And as a matter of fact, we all daydream. And if we're honest, a lot of the daydreams that we have aren't good daydreams. It's true. Like we are, we are imagining things that aren't that good or like even, mm -hmm. you know, people sitting at, at their cube, you know, <laughs> at work and they get a, a message from their manager come into my office immediately in your, in your imaginal realm, you're thinking, Oh no, I'm going to be laid off. Yeah. What am I going to do? What did I do wrong? You start thinking, Oh no, maybe I was a really big jerk to that person on the phone yeah. call, you know, yeah. that I shouldn't have been a jerk to, <laughs> you know, and then you go in, you know, and they're like, Hey, uh, just wanted to say, we wanted to give you a raise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, and so instead of, but realizing that that imagination, that daydream, that, that space that that you, you saw in your mind's eye happening was not true. And learning that there is just as much of a possibility for goodness yes. as there is for destruction in that place of the imaginal mm -hmm. realm. And if many of us see ourselves in the imaginal realm, we don't see ourselves as powerful creators. We see ourselves as a victim and we see ourselves as subject to our environment and our circumstance. Yeah. And instead of being a, a, a thermostat, we become a thermometer. Yeah. We become, we just are the reading of whatever is happening in the room. Yeah. When we are supposed to create the temperature in the environment yes. for our life, we aren't supposed to just regurgitate yes. what is the things that are happening around us. But also with that, like, yes, like your involvement to imagining that thing. Cause I know so many people that like get annoyed. Well, okay, I've had good thoughts about this, but this isn't happening. Like, yes. and they get annoyed but the idea there is a level of definite like involvement into the emotional piece too. Like just as much as you have to imagine a good outcome or imagine your life moving mm. in a certain direction, you have to feel like that's really happening. And I think that's a huge one. Like, well, at least for me as being such an emotional being, like, I mean, we all are, but some of us feel emotions to certain degrees more than others. I'm with you on that. <laughs> and my emotions can dictate me, you know, and I think I'm learning a lot that like the, like my, my thoughts and my emotions, they're just so connected. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you really believe something cause you feel it. Yeah. And that's where I'm learning that place more and more that practice of, okay, do I really believe this? Cause I, you know, it's got to connect. The two have to connect and be unified. Yeah. You know, in order for something to really take place. Yes. Um, and so I even think about that. It's like the imaginal realm, but then also that the emotional realm. And then I even think the embodying realm then too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I've even had to, to learn that, okay, well, the way that I walk into that room then. 
Yes. Like has to be the result of that. But if you got to go up the stream to realize where it originated, yeah. you know, and when you walk into the room with your head down and whatever, it's yes. because your emotions are feeling like inadequate. And that's because you've already been imagining yourself as unworthy and right. inadequate and you do things wrong. But if you shift that mindset, I do things right and I'm powerful and I'm confident in the decisions that I've made. And that makes me feel good. And that makes me feel like I am actually on my right path and I'm full of power. And now I walk into the room and my head's up because I'm the one that is in charge and full of my being. uh, And no one else is in charge of that. And that begins to shift and change the vibrational pattern of the environment around us. Because it's more than just like, I I really don't like this term I used to, but it's fake it till you make it. It's really not faking it. Right. It's believing it. That and I, so cause good. I just don't like, I learned that in beauty school. That was like the big thing. Fake it till you make it. And it's like, but I, then you're believing that you're faking the whole time. Right. And I want to believe that I'm not faking that I am this thing. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. It's full belief in that. Yeah. Because then if you're anything like me, I'm like, well, I don't want to be a fraud. I'm going to be found out. Right. Like somebody's going to learn that I am a phony. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that just my type can't handle is being a fake or a fraud. Right. And I have my radar up for a fake and a fraud. Me too. Yeah. And some of the biggest struggles that I have with my calling in life is that people are going to think that I'm a fake and a fraud. You know, and because I believe that people might think that I don't actually walk into, you know, like doing things like, hello, uh, recording on here. And people are like, oh, that guy's full of whatever. And the reality is it doesn't matter. Right. And so going back to how things have shifted and changed in our meditation, bringing this into a meditative state, Mm -hmm. I think is sort of the, the, you know, if, if, water is bottled at the source of the Alps. Okay. What about at the top of the Alps where this water is birthed from? And then it goes down the mountain and goes down the stream. And then, you know, ultimately what we consume, what the world consumes has its origin up the mountain. And I think meditation and understanding that imaginal realm, the emotional realm, and then visualizing the embodiment yeah. is then what's going to trickle down and the, what the world is going to proverbially taste yeah. for, for the metaphor. But I think it, its origin starts in love. Yes. You have to what's love. What's at the top of the mountain? You have to love and you have to be connected to the source, which is love. And you have to love yourself in order to see yourself worthy to be that yes. future self. Yep. You know? And seeing yourself as that will then almost in an energetic realm, demand that recognition from others around you. Mm -hmm. Not in a sort of, and I use that word demand in a not like manipulative or coercive or dictatorship sort of way, but I mean, when you find your source in that place, then what the atmosphere is around you just calls that to yourself. It Mm -hmm. attracts it to you. And that's whenever we're talking about manifestation of the law of attraction, it's understanding that connection to love as the source to God and all that he is in us, through us, as us. Yes. And then that's what ultimately comes into existence. And so manifestation or the law of attraction is the, the manif- is the, the physical, uh, the physical reality of the spiritual invisible, um, yeah. And so what I'm to, to sort of circle back to your actual practice to synthesize this in a way that I think is 
uh, transferable to our listeners, I think, is so when you go into that imaginal space, like what is, and you know, I mentioned about Joe Dispenza, he's deposited some different ways that you've shared with me about how people have done this, or even some stories of how people have done this. I think about the person with the the cast, right? And their muscle and mm. things. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that and how that's changed your mental place of um, meditation and how you've shifted the practice from just a affirmation of who you're being, but also an affirmation of, of who you're becoming as well. Are you talking about like me explaining like the visual, like what I'm doing when I'm visualizing. Yes. yes. Walk people through like how that has shifted. Yeah. You know? Even if you can, but you don't have to focus on this as much, but like, 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 uh, where was it and how is it now? Yeah. You know? Oh, where it was. <laughs> um, you don't even have yeah. to mention that as much as you want, yeah. you know? It, 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 yeah. More so what is it now? More yeah. so is important, but yeah. just for relatability sake. Well, uh, it was in a place where, like I said, it was very stale. Um, I lacked a lot of self-discipline in that. And I I realized the thing that I've been really doing is just in the moments of starting into my meditation, I would just be extremely distracted by like my own talking or visualizing randomness. And I've just been just bringing it back every time. And that's been like my self-discipline since we got back at Christmas time. Uh, before I listened to that TikTok. So yeah, yeah. I was like just practicing that. Like that was my meditation practice. Just getting back to like the discipline. Because we listened to um, the book. The Surrender The Surrender Experiment. Experiment. And that was so helpful in the sense of like, okay, I can control the sounds then with this. Yeah. Uh, what did he say? And so here, quick tip. If you're having trouble with your mind wandering in meditation, just simply make this noise in your mind. And you're audibly, uh, I know it sounds dumb. I know it sounds stupid, <laughs> but it's brilliant. But Michael Singer mentioned that in the surrender experiment yeah. and it's so helpful for tuning out your it monkey is. mind. It is. Yeah. And like, that's what I needed to start with. Yes. Just like the discipline of like silence. And when I, I realized when I started doing that, it was just very transformative in my life in the most simplest ways. I just felt like I was more in control of myself. And I think that was really important. That was like the first step again back into like going somewhere with my meditations. Um, so then I had been doing that for a few weeks. And then when I had watched the TikTok and I started to want to implement uh, these affirmations, um, like I said, I already do the gratitude, but I would sit down in my meditation and I just enter in, but surrender's probably been the, one of the other big lessons I've been learning about. I feel like yeah. I told you I've been learning surrender in like so many ways. Um, I feel like there's so many ways to surrender. Right. <laughs> so many things to surrender. Like, so surrendering just everything. Um, once you understand that um, and what that means, I feel like from there I was able to go a little deeper. Yeah. Kind of arriving at that place of like, losing sense of the physical for a little bit, even if it's just for short increments of time. Um, but I just started to practice the, the visions. Yeah. I saw myself literally doing the very things I do daily now, but in the future, mm -hmm. what my life would look like. Um, walking to the very place that I want to see myself arrive at. Like, yeah. um, 
what it feels like to have that, um, that thing that, you know, um, business or, um, relationship, whatever that takes to get to the place you want to be, like seeing yourself actively doing the simple things in that area, help you feel what it feels like. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't want to be repetitive, but no, no, I think that's really good. Um, what do you do in those places where, when you are surprised with something that you are unexpected, uh, unexpecting, unexpected, <laughs> unexpecting when you're surprised with, do you ever do this? And, and maybe I can just interject some of mine. What I've been doing is in that imaginal space, first and foremost, whenever I sit and I sit in, in, you know, I can't do full Lotus position. Uh, but I, I sit cross-legged on a meditation cushion and I focus then on simply the energy that is there. I focus on my breath Mm -hmm. to sort of set the tone and set the space. And then I begin to allow myself to go into an imaginative state where I begin to see, uh, the possibilities of things. I've sometimes been confronted with some things that I don't want in that place as well. And then what I have to do is I begin to discern like, God, is this something that is uh, like that I need to be aware of? Like, is this a possibility or a potential? Like, like what is, why am I being shown this? Because there's like, there, there's this weird hybrid of authority in creating the imagination, but also I allow that to run its own course and to show me. And that's sort of where like I get my inspiration from in a lot of ways, because really I'm looking for creative new insights into the way that I live out my incarnation. Like that's really what I'm, I'm after in this season of time right now is I don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over expecting different results, right? right? The definition of crazy. I want to be open to creative new possibilities And ways of thinking, not only ways of thinking, but my actual actions in life. Whenever I get up from meditation, what I actually go do, I don't want to keep repeating the same work that I don't want to do over and over again. I want to do work that I want to. And I believe that I want to get paid for the work that I do that I want to do because I have the ability to do that work. And I want to do that. Um, And so I need a new perspective from the divine for how to walk into that place creatively. So I guess what I'm asking you is, do you, do you do that as well? And like, for me, like I've been really discerning, like, well, what happens whenever a, I don't get anything or B I do imagine something, but it it doesn't seem to be the thing that is in tune or, or right. You know, if I'm discerning like, Oh, I'm, I'm taking this imaginative authority, but something in my spirit's like, that's not quite the, the, and maybe this is just because like, I don't know my, my, uh, Enneagram fourness or whatever. If I am that, you know, (laughs) who knows about the fucking Enneagram anymore. But like, I think that, um, I get these things and I'm like, okay, well, well, God, what are you showing me about this? If this isn't the, the direction, if this isn't the thing. And whenever things pop into my head that really, I'm like, man, I don't want that trajectory. Do mm-hmm. you step in and take authoritative action in your imagination? 
or do you observe and just witness what's what's been your experience with that if any at all yeah i have not really had anything that's like shown me anything in more of like a negative sense i think the closest thing to something that feels negative to me that doesn't feel like good sometimes has been the revealing of where i need to step up and Mm -hmm. and like courage and grow into my abilities um i'll get like a vision of something that usually seems extremely scary to me or harmful and then underneath it's beautiful yeah like that's typically my negative view when i get something it's it's literally been that i've journaled all of them because i'll be in a season and you know it's a kind of an unknowing season and it can be really freaky um, sometimes. And that's yeah. typically when I get those types of visions, like, uh, you're, you're misunderstanding this season. Like yeah. it's actually extremely beautiful and there's a lot for you there. Um, but that's the closest thing I get to that. I've not really had anything. That's, that's what I'm meaning. Okay. That's what I'm meaning okay. is things like that. Because just like in, you know, uh, to speak of like, even like the psychedelic experience when people have quote bad trips or whatever it's actually just showing them something that is probably really true or they're just at a party and they shouldn't be messing around with that stuff anyway All right. you know but even in ceremony but even maybe so maybe that still is revealing of their be. life in some degree absolutely you know i think it's all telling it's all telling for sure um but i think about that like okay like it, it i guess what i'm trying to say is sometimes it's all created to be just like this this beautiful you know, hop, skipping and jumping and just, you know, blowing, blowing bubbles and, (laughs) you know, full of enjoyment. And it's like, sometimes I'm confronted in my imagination with projections of myself that, and and this is where I've been. And I'll just, I guess, uh, speak to it confidently. And what I believe that it is, is that it's showing me actually the shadow side of myself of things that are a reality that I just am. They're my blind spots. Yeah. And um, I almost feel like in those places, God is showing me like, this is actually part of who you are that I'm inviting you to take authoritative uh, action in the imaginative at the top of the mountain. Like the, Mm. what we talked about earlier is the analogy Uh, because people are tasting this from you in some ways at the bottom of the, where, where the water's bottled, (laughs) you know, and um, it's time for you to, shift the that a little bit and so I, I say that because some of our listeners probably are uh off put by some of the law of attraction or manifestation and because yeah some of the the videos that i've posted that have alluded to that i've had some direct messages from people talking about that and being like how do you see this as different from just like the word of faith movement like the joel osteen mm-hmm. movement and i'm like well i think joel osteen's actually onto something really good <laughs> yeah. um so I don't know, send your hate mail to, uh, <laughs> I D G A F at Gmail. Uh, but like, I just really think that there is, a, there is something else here that's more holistic. It isn't just like, again, like for me, like I want a Lotus of Aura one day, like I want the Lotus of Aura, you know, right. it's like, it's no, like this is showing you in a meditative space, things about yourself and the ability to manifest again. To go back to the origin of this podcast title, it's it, it is bringing manifestation and it is manifesting in the scene what is unseen. It is on earth as it is in heaven, and from a heavenly perspective, or you know a quantum perspective, 
how am I in this world and how can I begin to shift and change that from the the kingdom realm into the earthly realm mm-hmm. uh, and it's showing me these things and so um, whenever we take that initiative and that invitation to do that I think we have the ability to shift what is happening really here in the physical yes and so um, maybe that kind of goes into and maybe people are like what was he talking about about <laughs> the, the the muscle and the cast thing from Joe to Spinza a couple minutes ago oh yeah this could be a great segue back into that it's like what I mean is is that through the power of invitation in the mind that we have the ability to shift the avatar that we are in the world. Yes. But not just who we are in the world by means of how we show up and represent in the work that we do, but actually physically heal and change uh, by the power of the mind, by the power of the work. what we yeah. create in that imaginative space. Mm-hmm. You know, So maybe you can share about that story and then maybe share about how you have... Um, incorporated that like even into your own life to your own healing to navigating this you know unknown season that we're in yeah well the story's really cool so he like well actually it wasn't I don't believe it was his um, actual like practice but he shared about some scientists who had done a practice with um, I don't know how many people maybe a hundred people they split the group in half and one group um did a practice where they would sit with their arm rested, but they would imagine flexing their like bicep like over and over. Mm -hmm. And then the other group would just watch it on screen. And um, mind you, they ended up putting casts on the ones that were imagining it. So they weren't actually moving because they didn't want them moving at all. Had to be in the mind completely. And they showed them like where in the muscles that you would flex, like feel the, like feel into that, really imagine the details of where you're flexing. It's, it's more than just like, it's a knowing of like seeing it in the mind's eye, feeling the feeling in the body. Anyways, after the so many weeks were done, there was actually muscle growth in Mm. the ones that practiced the thought. And I believe they said that there was no muscle growth. Nothing had shown anything on the ones that just saw it on the TV. Mm. So So there's something about the mind's eye. And then there's some things with just like what we see the material world. Yes. There's power in the mind's eye in the whatever is in there <laughs> right in, you know? in, the, in the pineal gland in the pine i guess specifically, so yeah right like yeah like there are crystals around the pineal gland that yeah. serve as sort of radio receptors for for things and they they emit frequencies and they take in frequencies yeah and so i believe that this is the way that we interact with the kingdom of god that's at hand jesus says that that my kingdom is not of this world but his kingdom is here in our midst it's this other dimension of reality that exists in perfect time that we have access to to call into and bring from Jesus says whatever you loose in heaven will be loosed and whatever loosed on earth whatever you bind will be bound yeah. on earth and it's these this this amazing ability that we have by power of of intention of belief of mind of faith of word of power to be able to literally transform and I think that the the antenna that we have been given is in the center of our brain called the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. And that God created that there 
for this very reason and purpose mm-hmm. to be able to literally do whatever we need to do. Jesus was incredible. I mean, changing water into wine, transcending death itself. Right. Like this is, this is, this is my guru. Like this is, you know, this is, this is an incredible, uh, master of reality. Yes. And um, everything starts from there before it enters the material. Yes. And that's another thing to really think on and understand, I think, is how to, where to begin. And it always begins within before it can be yes. without. Yes. You know, or be in the material. Yes. It, it, there, There is an order to that. Energy affects matter. Yes. And you know, matter can't change matter. Matter doesn't change matter. Energy changes matter. Yes. Historically, energy, spirit, you know, power. This is all the same thing. Yes. That's like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, that's like yesterday we, we went to, um, like a homeless outreach and they, there's a truck there for people could take showers. There was a barber there or hairstylist doing hair. There was a food area. There was a clothing area. Um, And then, but when you get there, there was a people, there was a group of people over in the corner playing music. And one of the guys said that, I think that was like doing, like leading, basically. He was saying that like, without this, it would change the atmosphere. Like if it wasn't. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I'm not super familiar with the homeless community like you are, but I can kind of, I could see that. Like when you walk up, there is a feeling of like. I don't know, just there's a vibration of goodness happening. Yes. And you can see where that energy, it was alive. And and I remember we saw a video the other day of someone was able to actually like track their energies. I don't remember. It was like there was three lines. The bottom one, though, had to do with the... Um, I think it was theta. What was it? Theta waves. Yeah. Yeah. And he would say affirmations, but when he would say them, he would sing it. And the way he sung it, I mean, just like made it go up so high. Yeah. And it's true. Like the things we do, we don't even realize like music and the way we feel like all those things bring an energy. There is a certain like level of energy field around you. Yeah. And what you're carrying, people are going to sense and feel off of you. Yes. And that sets the tone in those places when you get a collective group of people together. Um, And I think there's chaos when everybody's feeling different. Well, to speak yesterday on that, you know, uh, Terry, who was talking to me afterwards and I started playing guitar first and then I played on this drum for a little bit, you know, with the group. And whenever I stopped playing on the drum, like, a big argument came out and that's what he was saying. He's like, did you notice that when the music stopped, all of the arguments began to happen? Mm-hmm. And you're right. I've been doing work with the homeless community for, for a lot of years, which also too, if you've listened to this long in the episode, a lot of things that people frustrations that people have with manifestation law of attraction people is that they're disconnected from the least, the last and the lost. Well, newsflash dude, I've been working with the least, the last and the lost for a long time. And so, you know, I, I'm not, fearful or think that what, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's all of it. You know what I mean? Um, in and among all people in the invitation to wholeness. Cause if if any of those homeless folks start to get this, 
their life changes. Yeah. And so this is incredible. Why would I not put myself around the people that need this self empowerment greater than anyone else? In my opinion, you know, uh, they're the hardest people to get their minds around it, you know, largely because you're dealing with like methamphetamine and things as well, which Jesus or any other spiritual teacher ever had to navigate through, you know, they didn't have to deal with crackheads, you know, (laughs) that Um, we know of. Right. Um, (laughs) but you know, the reality is like, it does change these things. And so yeah. like Terry was saying, he's like, and I noticed it too, but he talked, told me about another like uh, fight that almost broke out when we stopped playing the music. Mm. But when we were playing the music, everybody was happy. I saw people dancing. People were yeah. singing. There was, there was lightness in the atmosphere. Yeah. And whenever we stopped playing the music, this person starts arguing and I don't mean this with disrespect, but homeless folks, I was a youth pastor and homeless folks are a lot like middle school youth group, Mm -hmm. you know, like somebody's got a backpack and they put it on and it got too close to their face. So now she's yelling at him to get this backpack out of her effing face, you know, (laughs) and she, you know, and it's like, it's, it's so petty. The the homeless arguments are so petty. This isn't about that, but yeah, it it shifted the atmosphere. Right. And that we stopped playing. And that was one of the biggest lessons I think I learned was my existence alone can help shift and change the atmosphere. Obviously, I need to be centered. Like, I need to know that authority in me because Mm -hmm. I can be affected if I'm not careful or aware of my own. But walking into that space, knowing that you can help participate in the shift of that, just in pure, just singing along or dancing or smiling at somebody and talking with them and listening like is um, really powerful. And it really validates the whole idea who you surround yourself with. You become more like, so, you know, it's all energy. And knowing that it, with that, I'm bringing a power energy to those lower vibrations, frankly, that are in the homeless community. Again, no disrespect or dishonor. Well, Right. Just being around them, being in conversation with yes. them. That's just what it is. So n- knowing that I'm bringing, I'm a bearer of good news. Mm-hmm. Literally, I'm a bearer of good news. I'm embodying the vibration of good news uh, in into a people group, you know. Uh, but to come back on to, <laughs> to some of this original here, um, and we're doing okay on time. we got to go get our son here in a few <laughs> minutes. But... Uh, to, to bring it back to the original of the manifestation and how you have shifted, and I think this sort of answered the question in a lot of ways, you even coming with me yesterday and doing these things, like you are seeing yourself as an agent for transformation beyond you. And so imagining that and doing that, I think you're beginning now to embody that. And that's a huge reason why I wanted to chat with you today about this because this has been a theme for us. But for people who are listening to this, giving them that ability to go, giving them the tools to go into that place so that we can change. And, and again, I listened to enough Alan Watts to know, you know, self-improvement is a hoax, like is one of my videos on YouTube or whatever. (laughs) And it's like, it's true. Like you, you, the paradox is this is you self improve by removing the idea of self improvement. And what I mean is this, is that that I am not going into the imaginal realm to, quote, become a better version of myself. 
that's actually right. a result. It is. That is a result. That's but where it, surrender comes in, though. Right. But it's not a virtue, right. really. It's like money, like what we're talking about here. Manifesting money is a result of doing some sort of active good in my life and in the lives of those around me. That could take the form of business, that could take the form of humanitarian work, that could take yeah. the form of a podcast, that could, it doesn't matter. But am I being a beneficial presence in the fullness of my power that I have been given before I've taken on all of the cultural and all mm -hmm. of the, the uh, stories and narratives about myself? If I can push all of that out of the way, get down to the root essence of my true self, find the power within that, birth that into existence, then self-improvement is the natural result of that. But I am not using the law of attraction or manifestation for that purpose. To manipulate. Those are, that's right. not the means. Those are the means, rather. I, well, it depends on how you look at it. But the point is, is that those are elements of the fruition of this thing that happens in our life. And so um, when we're visioning ourselves, I think that we get so stuck on manifestation, like I said, in terms of the glass house in La Jolla the or material the Ferrari. Things. Yeah. But, and again, there's nothing really wrong with those things right. as they manifest as a result of. Yeah. But the key is not those things. The key is do the work, do the self work, Create the business, show up at the homeless outreach, give of your time on a Thursday morning before you pick your son up to give this wisdom to other people. All of that is the thing. And then all of the other stuff, the resources and the tools come along to support that. Yes. And I think that people don't find success in manifesting because they've got the cart before the horse. They watch something like The Secret and think that's where it ends. But Michael Beckwith, which is on The Secret, and he has Agape International Spiritual Center up in uh, Los Angeles, which we've been, yeah. and it's incredible, and I love the work that he's doing, and he talks about in his book, Life Visioning, manifesting is only one part of the puzzle in a bigger, grand narrative, and that we can steal from or rob manifesting for personal gain, and it's not there for that. Right. It's there to be a, a contributor to the evolution of the universe in terms of healing, wholeness, and transformation in my life and in my community that is around yes. me. Yes. And so as an encouragement as we land this plane is that when you take these tools of not only affirming who you are as a person, but going into the place of imagination and meditation and navigating the avatar of who you are and going to the source and pulling down the goodness of the water that's going to be bottled and given to everyone around you know that it isn't necessarily the resource that you're after and seeking. It's who you are and who you are at the truest core of yourself that creates the sweetness to give to everyone yeah. else around you. And I have something to add to that. Please. <laughs> I'm on a rant no, and it's rave. Good. I'm on a rant and rave. So take it, Lindsay. Just to end with that, I giving and receiving, that's the way it all works. Mm. We have something to give and we have something to receive. And that rotation is constantly going round and round. If we want to, you know, receive, we must give. Yes. If we want to 
give, we must be able to receive. And I think that's been a huge epiphany for me is really understanding what it means to give and really understanding what it means to receive. And I think those can be blocked in a lot of ways. So I think understanding going deeper into understanding that is going to really help you in manifestation. Yeah. because that's the way it all works. We have something to give and we have something to receive and it just keeps going round and round and that's yes. how it goes. So yes. that's another huge thing that um, you don't want to brush over because I've journaled about that a lot and I've seen it in scriptures and I've read it in other books and it's it's the way it works. Manifestation, matter is, is energy materialized and there is no difference in the atoms that create a home, that create a car, that create my clothes, that create my food, That cre- it's all part of the same thing and I think just to end on that note that it's this giving and receiving because like yesterday whenever I went to switch over to go play the drum and I said uh I said uh who brought the drum whose is this and Terry this awesome incredible like you know free-spirited you know person he's just like it's all of ours the drum is is all of ours yeah it doesn't matter who brought the drug. He didn't, he didn't expound. Yeah. He just said one sentence. It's all of ours. Yeah. And it just, it reminded me of that time that we met Rocky oh, gosh, going yeah. up the big Sur. <laughs> so much we could say on that. And uh, we should do a whole episode just on we the should. Rocky experience. Yeah. All right. Next week, let's do the Rocky experience. Okay. Okay. But just as a, as a, a teaser for those of you to tune back in is uh, we were on our way to big Sur and we, randomly unlike us just pulled off the road at the last minute and met this hippie on the side of yeah. the road in Big Sur. Leave it there. There's so much to And I'll it. say that transformed and we our way of looking at the material world. And I think we are still yeah. pulling on that. And I bring him up because when Terry said that, it reminded me of Rocky's words and we'll leave it at that. The Rocky experience for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, friends, thanks for joining us on the Spiritual Nomad podcast and YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share this with other people. It really helps get the word out about what's going on in Spiritual Nomad land. And I'm really excited for uh, all the things that are going to be happening and the things that are going to manifest as a result of the wisdom that is shared here that we have gleaned from others. And we're all just sort of recycling the beauty of wisdom so that we can all continue to heal and become whole and transform.